Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. You're listening to another episode of the Six Feet Under podcast. I am your five foot nine host with sophisticated ignorance, Uncle Poochie. What's good, everybody? What's going on? Not going to talk your head off too much this morning with interludes and things like that because I need all the time I can get in telling this story to continue the story I told you guys about yesterday. So we're going to jump right into it, man. Today is day 13 to survive in February. Uh, Today's topic will be surviving... Sorry. Surviving Sentmas Eve, a.k.a. Valentine's Day. Do you believe in karma? So, to give you guys a refresher, if you recall, Sentmas Day, a.k.a. Valentine's Day. Today is the February 13th, the day before February 14th, obviously. Sentmas Simp, to emotionally, or to be emotionally obsessed over simping, sorry. Is to be emotionally obsessed over something or someone in a negative way. And must, must, more. Yeah. Made the word up. So, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Another thing, if you like what you're listening to, please, please, please hit the um, five-star rating. Um, subscribe to the podcast and leave me a review, man. I love it when you guys do that. Or if you're listening to this, you know, repost it. I'll repost you on my timeline. I just love that, man. I, I You know, like I said, this is all still super therapeutic. So I just love the fact that some people really feel this work that I place out with this podcast to the point where they repost it. And if you don't, man, hey, not a problem at all. But, you know, sent Miss Eve the day before Valentine's Day. Not going to lie. It's the first Valentine's Day in almost uh, almost 10 years or so that I'm single. So in some ways, it's a weight off my chest. Um, in some ways, it makes me want to text my ex. <laughs> I'm not going to front. I'm just being straight up with y'all. I've always been straight up with you guys, so can't front on that. I do have an urge to want to hit her up and be like, yo, what's good? Let me take you out on a date. But like I told you guys before, whenever I get those feelings about her, my coping mechanism, um, whether it be negative or positive, I just tell myself she's with her new man. I'm not sure if she has a man. I wouldn't dare ask her that question because, again, because I'm being so straight up with y'all, I'm too insecure to even take that answer. I know I, w- I know I wouldn't be able to take it positively if she told me she was. And to this point, I'm not really sure what I would do. I mean, I wouldn't fight the guy. Um, but if I saw her in public with another guy, I don't know. I probably would probably try my best to go the opposite way because um, if I'm being straight up with y'all, I do not feel like crying in public in front of a whole bunch of random people. Done that before. Uh, although it's consoling, although they pat you on the back and they're like, hey, you know, it's okay. It's still to myself very much embarrassing. So that's my little short post adage on that. With uh, tomorrow being Valentine's Day, if you got someone, great. If you don't, still great because <laughs> you got yourself. You always have yourself. But uh, I would suggest maybe staying off of your uh, ex's page on this day because um, nothing is going to fuck up your day more than seeing 
uh, post on their timeline or post on um, their story uh, uh, some flowers that you know you didn't send. <laughs> um, or vice versa, young uh, ladies, because I'm speaking to the whole family. Um, stay off his page because nothing's going to bother you more than seeing him at a candlelit dinner. And you know how motherfucking guys do. You know how we do. We're not going to show the person. Um, <laughs> well, women do it too. Uh, you know, not, you know, you're not going to show the person. You're just going to see that side corner of the plate on the white dinner cloth table to a restaurant that you know that you and him have either been to or you or her have either been to. Um, but you don't see the person. You just see, you know, the food on the table. And you're like, huh, ah, wonder who they're out with. Don't do that to yourself, yo. You're going to fuck with your fucking head. I I ain't doing it to myself. <laughs> I wish her the best in everything that she does. But uh, yeah, dog, I, I am not that. Um, I'm not ready for that just yet. And I think that's something that we should tap into today, because um, not only is this surviving Sentiment's Eve, um, I asked, do you believe in karma is the question. Um, so in true fashion, I told you guys, I would give you an update about Troy and Sonia and kind of giving you a back, uh, giving you the end story to what happened and kind of giving you a backstory on how Troy feels like, uh, Sonia's infidelities were his fault. It's kind of funny how whenever we get cheated on, we automatically assume it's our fault, but in some ways, I guess it's true. We did decide to ignore certain signs, but, um. Hey, it still sucks, doesn't it? Getting cheated on sucks. I was cheated on. Hell, I did some cheating. Goes around, comes around. But anyways, let me kick into this story. So Troy informs me that uh, prior to coming by my house, swinging by my house and giving me um, the details that he and Sonia were officially over, he um, <clears throat> took it upon himself to stop by her job. Uh, I guess he had called in sick from work and just said he couldn't go in, um, which I could understand. I mean, within a matter of, you know, a couple of hours, you go from thinking that you're going to be proposing um, in a few days to finding out that um, your potential fiance is uh, actually dating other men or, or telling other men that you don't exist. You know, I know that had to rip a hole inside of Troy's heart. Um I only know that because I know by experience what that feels like. But yeah, so he called in sick and he actually pulled up on her job. And I was like, ooh, first and foremost, dangerous. You are way too unstable to be pulling up to anybody's job. But hey, teach his own. Get, uh, get it how you live, Troy. And so he um, asked Sonia, uh, mind you, he got no sleep the night before he informs me. He laid next to Sonia in the bed after arguing with her Um um, after finding out that she cheated and, uh, he got no sleep. I'm sure she got no sleep as well. And, um, he got her out of the, her job when she came out of her job, they hopped in his car and went around the corner to the park and had a conversation. And, you know, he's still fuming from the night before. And, and, um, he noticed something different about Sonia this time around. Usually when they had arguments, she would be very empathetic and very like, um, how would you say remorseful and 
be like, hey, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, like, I messed up, like, I messed up, like, you know, we can work this out. But he notices the more he's talking to her about his feelings and how he feels like she's just a dirty-ass woman, she's low-down, dirty shame, how the fuck she do him like this, she's not saying anything. And he looks at her, he tells me, he looks at her, and he goes, do you even care? And Sonia directly tells him, Troy, I do, but I have to be honest, I'm done with this. You're an emotional roller coaster of just drama, and I'm done with this. Ouch. Troy rebuttals with uh, informing her, like, yo, the only reason why I'm bugging, the only reason why I'm tripping out is because, I, you know, shit, I might as well let the cat out of the bag now. Like, I was, I was planning on proposing. I was I was planning on proposing to you fucking on Valentine's Day. We met on Valentine's Day all these years ago. I was planning on proposing to you. And um, damn, baby, do you even love me? Now, pause the story. Troy's my man. Troy, I love you. But Troy, you're over six feet tall. And so sometimes I have a hard time trusting you because you're over six feet tall. But outside of that, I think that air doesn't go all the way up to your brain sometimes because you're over six feet tall. And the only reason why I'm even giving my boy Troy a hard time is just because he, like myself, has a a bad habit of asking questions that you don't want the answer to. And I just felt like at that moment, it wasn't a good time to ask her, hey, do you even love me? Because he was vulnerable, he's tore up, he's distraught. And he placed her in a position where she could either tell the truth, the brutal, honest truth, or try to shield his feelings as though she had done multiple times, as he he said. Well, anyways, uh, Sonia responded by saying, I did. I do. But not like I used to. Needless to say, my boy Troy was rocked to the fucking core. He, he, as he informed me, he had no idea that, he had no idea that their relationship had taken this deep of a turn for the worse, or they had, um, or she had became this fed up with him. Um, yeah. (laughs) Um, Troy, Troy had the engagement ring that he had planned on giving her on on tomorrow, this Friday, uh, in his pocket. And upon her telling him, um, upon her telling him uh, her true feelings, he did at least one smart thing. He did not pull the ring out of his pocket, but... Uh, after he informed her that, hey, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to engage, I wanted to be engaged to you, I wanted to propose to you. She simply told him, man, it just sounds like your way of trying to manipulate this situation, Troy. You feel like you're losing this conversation and you just want to win it. And that was the end of the conversation. He dropped her back off. He came over to my house. This grown-ass man cried on my front porch and um, he and I then went to proceed to eat chicken wings um, because that's our go-to meal. 
Um, Troy probably ate more tears than chicken wings because I definitely had to ask him multiple times, or, hey, are you going to finish that? And I know you probably are thinking, like, damn, uh, why are you such a dick? Like, why aren't you consoling your boy? But here's the thing. Right now, Troy doesn't need to be consoled. He needs to feel his pain. He has to feel his pain. He has to go through a cycle of his emotions and understand that what's happening to him is real. Because breakups are like death, yo. And it is actually death because... The uh, the feeling that you feel when you lose someone that you you felt you loved. Because I really do think Troy did love Sonia, and I do think she loved him, but they just ran out of love, and that's okay, because love does expire. <laughs> um, when you lose someone that you feel as though you love, and uh, you realize that it's actually over, simply is, it's, it's very similar to losing someone that you um, had in your life that's died. You're no longer going to get them back. You're no longer going to get those memories back. Um, you're only going to have those memories, sorry. You're no longer going to make any new memories. But in some ways, breakups are even harder than death in some ways because that person's still alive. And you, because there's always one person who in the breakup seems to feel it a little bit harder initially than the other. And if you're anything like me, the worst part about a breakup is realizing that, well, two things. One, my self-worth goes out the window. I feel less than valued. I feel, you know, as though um, I, I, what was wrong with me? Why why didn't this person want me? And secondly, it's like, damn, this person's really going to go on and they're going to be happy with someone else. And as my best friend, who's a male person, um, JML once said, the hardest part about a breakup is not the fact that you broke up. The hardest part about a breakup is knowing that this person is going to give the love that they used to give to you to somebody else. It's like, damn, yeah, it's, that's pretty rough. But yeah, man, that's that putting the cap on how that conversation ended with Troy. He and Sonia, unfortunately, um, they still have um, an apartment together. Um, Troy's family lives out of uh, out in the bay, so he can't necessarily just go back to his mother's crib, where Sonia family she they live here in Sacramento. Um, and so, for right now, you know my man Troy has been granted access to sleep on uh, one of my parents' couches, and uh, come as he goes, he please. He's he's family man. I'm not gonna leave my boy out there like that. Um, but, um, yeah, I, um, I'll give you guys more updates on Troy as things progress, hopefully progress through him in life. And, um, yeah. So before we even dwell on Troy's story even more, I want to backpedal a little bit and talk about this thing called karma. And this will be our last story for today. I know you guys love my stories. That's why you're here. <clears throat> so. Troy couldn't help but tell me that he felt like his situation that he's dealing with right now is his karma. I mean, he even literally told me, hey, um, at one point I used to call Sonia karma. I would tell her she was my karma. I knew she would be my karma some way, somehow. I just didn't know how, you know. And, uh, you know, I thought that was weird. 
Because initially, you always thought karma is a bad thing. But realistically, karma is a reaction, a reaction to your actions. And I know some of you, some of you who listen, don't believe in karma. You don't believe that you reap what you sow. You don't believe in those type of things. But I'm here to tell you, I personally believe in it. What you put out into this world is what you're going to get back. And sometimes it doesn't come back to you. Sometimes it comes back to your siblings. Sometimes it comes back to your mama. But yeah, no, man, if you're out here shoveling shit and throwing dirt on people's names, believe me, you know, the universe, God, whatever you choose to worship, they're going to let you do your thing, man, because it's called free will. But better believe it's going to come back to you some way, somehow. And yeah, and I don't have an answer for you for how bad things happen to good people. Maybe those good people weren't as good as you thought they were. Maybe they had a dark side at one point. Maybe they did something prior in their earlier life that was just a reap what you sow situation. I have no idea. But I will say this, and Troy's giving me full access to even talk about this, so don't feel like I'm shitting on my boy's life because he is a loyal listener. Um, Troy is not a victim in this situation. Troy stepped on a lot of young ladies' hearts and feelings to get with Sonia. Sonia's a beautiful Nubian nugget. You know, um, Troy's a good, handsome young man. I told you guys, uh, he's, you know, over six feet tall. Good good guy. Um, Hooper. Plays basketball. Nice dude. Um, but um, it was no shortage of women in Troy's stable when he met Sonia. They met on some fluke shit. Um... Uh, they worked with each other for some a short period of time, and um, she just caught his eye, man, with personality and all that pizzazz and stuff. And she was a good cook, so he would pull up on her and take some of her food from work, and that was his harmless version of flirting. And you know that transpired into something more. But Troy had a girl, man. He had a girl and an actual girlfriend, and uh, a group full of women that he was, you know parading around town with when he met Sonia, but um, I remember being out with, you know, because Troy's my man, I remember being out with him, I remember being out with him, and he was with his girlfriend, and um, his girl got up to go to the bathroom, and he started just telling me about Sonia, this is like two and a half, three years ago, he starts telling me about Sonia, and how fine she is, and he literally puts together, he literally put together a collage of the women that he was dealing with and wanted me to rate, (laughs) wanted me to rate the women on a scale and ask me like, which one should he go with? Should he stick with his girl from, you know, his current girlfriend of the last, you know, three years or should he, you know, give this Sonya chick a chance? And me being the non-contrarian when it comes to love, because I'm just not going to be someone who, like, tells you what to do. I was like, bro, do what's best in your heart. Do what you feel is right. <laughs> Excuse me. And so, you know, he just took it as it was. Um, Troy obviously ended up leaving his girlfriend, then-girlfriend, for Sonia. Um, he broke it off with her. But I guess you could say the karma started a little bit like this. Troy broke it off with his girlfriend at the time to pursue um, what he said, um, some some serenity and peace time for himself. That's what he told her. He told the girlfriend at the time, you know, he needed that space in his time. And this is about mm, again, like maybe three years ago or so. And in the midst of um, 
breaking it off with his girl, she, you know, obviously she took it pretty hard. Their relationship wasn't really the best. I will say that relationship was very, very dramatic. They were um, at each other's throats a lot. And I'm not going to lie, sometimes they they laid hands on each other. Like, yeah, yeah <laughs> they did. Well, in the midst of breaking up with um, his girlfriend at the time, he didn't just break up with her. He broke up with every woman he was dealing with to pursue Sonia. And, you know, my man's gave himself, like, two, three months to heal, I guess you could say. Um, but he was still in the midst of pursuing Sonia. He was still having sex with his girlfriend or his ex-girlfriend at this point at the time. And... Um, because that was his lady for so long, he was having unprotected sex, <clears throat> unprotected sex with her. Can't judge him, man. <laughs> hey, I like to feel the skin on skin myself, but you still gotta wear condoms out here in these streets, y'all. It's not the move. Herpes is not the move. AIDS is not the move. Anyways, in the midst of trying to strongly pursue Sonia. He started drawing back on his ex-girlfriend and um, he started backing up and seeing her less and having sex with her less and just kind of acknowledging that situation less. And up until the moment where he um, actually was out with Sonia and um, Troy's previously ex-girlfriend, uh, one of her, because Sacramento's so fucking small, one of her family members saw him out with the girl and they obviously got back to his ex-girlfriend. And Troy's ex-girlfriend, obviously pissed, hits him up. I remember this verbatim because I was in the car with him. And she's yelling, she's screaming, she's cursing. She's calling him all types of fuck boy and you bitch nigga. And you're seeing this girl and you said that you weren't seeing anyone. And you led me to believe this, you led me to believe that. Why didn't you just fucking leave me alone? Every time I tried to leave, you just... Keep bringing it back, and Troy's just sitting there eating it. And the harshest part about this conversation is at the end, Troy's ex is just bawling. She's bawling. She's crying. And she goes, and the worst fucking part about it is, nigga, I'm fucking pregnant. And you can hear a pin drop in the room. And my boy Troy... I love you to death, but being the fuck boy that we could be at times, he does and says the most fuck boy shit. And he says, by who? And she just loses it. Just loses it and hangs up. I could never forget the look on Troy's face as he realized that, damn, what the fuck am I doing? A man takes it up, <laughs> takes the liberty to bring me with him to his ex-girlfriend's house. And, and he tries to you know, talk it out. And I sit in the car because I ain't got time for this. And Troy's ex-girlfriend, she, her brother's ran with guns. So I didn't have time to get shot. I still don't have time to get shot. So any of you motherfuckers listen to this, please, please, please don't run down upon me, dog. I don't have, I didn't have any, I mean, did I stop him? No, but <laughs> I, listen, I had nothing to do with that situation. 
Troy tries to reason with his um his ex-girlfriend, at least try to talk it out with her, like, hey, you know, I'm sorry, what do you want to do about this? How do you want to go about this? Um, needless to say, man, she was she was pretty torn up. Um, and she told him, you know, Troy, don't worry about it, I'll handle this. And uh, neither one of us knew what that meant at the time. Like, was she going to keep it? Was she not going to keep it? But, um, yeah, Troy was visibly shaken. You know, we were 23, 24 at the time. And, you know, a child. I never wanted to have a child with her. Well, you shouldn't have been fucking a raw. As I thought to myself in my head, but I didn't say out loud because, hey, I've been there. And... Troy says some of the craziest shit to me. He goes, in my relationship with Sonya, how will she take this? I think to myself, bruh, Sonya is the least of your fucking problems right now. <laughs> you need to think about your ex and the fucking problems you have with her. And and this baby is on the way. And your parents, because you know they're not going to be rocking with that situation. Anyways... By the way, when I anyways a situation, that's my way of saying whatever. Troy decides to go over to his ex's house the next day. He lays it all on the line to her. He goes, listen, I'm broke. I got no money. I got no place to stay. You live in a two-bedroom apartment with five people. And this ain't the best environment. And he tells me all this, and he says the whole time she's just shaking your head. She's just listening. And she's emotionless. She's not saying anything. And Troy's ex, simply, once he's done talking, she looks at him. She says, Troy, I would rather relieve this child of life than have a father like you. You are everything that my dad was to my household, which is nothing. See, because Troy's ex didn't come from a good home. She came from a broken home. Her daddy up and actually dipped off and had a whole other family. Her mom was actually the side chick. And Troy's ex, knowing this, knew that she didn't want to do that. She didn't want to bring a child into the world that uh, knowing that, hey, you were born because your daddy and I were into some shit and he didn't love me. This is what he tells me. So she tells him, Troy, I'm, I'm going to handle it. I'm going to get it taken care of. Don't even worry about it. And Troy asks, what What does that mean? Well, guys, because I don't like saying the A word on the show, we'll just say it like this. Troy's ex did not have that baby. That baby did not make it into this world. She... Decided to do what was best for her. And as I've, I've told you guys multiple times on this show, I believe in letting people do what's best for themselves. So I'll never tell a woman what to do with her body. So I, I was in full support of what she wanted to do. Just as he was. But I was in full support for different reasons. He was in full support because he wanted to pay child support. <sighs> Fuck boy situation, huh, guys? Present day, 
we know now what happened with Troy and Sonia. Troy's ex-girlfriend is actually engaged. She um she moved out of the country, man. Not the country, sorry. She moved out of the state. She um I guess she met someone that she knew from um a little from high school or whatever. And um they started dating roughly less than a year after she and Troy's situation. Um she did get pregnant with child again. Um, but she moved out of the state with this gentleman. I think he's in the military or whatnot. And um because I still follow her on social media. Um, he, uh, a choice, I'm sorry, Troy's ex and her new guy, um, are happy with their child and they're actually going to get married soon. Um, so her life is flourishing, it's flourishing. And, uh, my boy Troy is now in the other room, probably listening to me tell this whole story on the podcast as he is going to sit on my couch and probably attempt to watch ESPN and Netflix all day. Love you, Troy. To close this off like this. Troy was wrong. Sonya was wrong. There was no right in this story whatsoever. Karma is real, ladies and gentlemen. And to put it simply, I can only tell you this. You have to understand that When it comes down to doing a business deal, when it comes down to interacting with people, you always want to be on the positive side of how the results end. Now, that's not to say that every situation is going to end perfectly. That's not going to say that every situation is going to end applicably. And it's not going to say that you're not going to get screwed over. All I'm saying is, is that it would suit you best to try to leave a situation positively because you never know what may happen you never know uh what's going to happen down the line troy told me that he thought that sony was karma and realistically last night i spent almost two and a half hours three hours with this guy trying to talk him off a ledge of calling sonia and asking her where she was and I'd spent at least an hour trying to stop him from calling his ex and telling her she was sorry. Telling, yeah, telling her that he was sorry. It doesn't pay to fuck people over. I've learned this the hard way. I'm sure some of you have learned it as well. But just remember, guys, like I said, those tables, they always fucking turn. Sorry for such a depressing-ass episode. If you found it depressing, if you found it entertaining, great. Like I said about Simpsons tomorrow, don't put too much weight on it. You still have value. You still have purpose with or without the shiny um, things and golden rings and flowers and bouquets. Because like I told you guys, a lot of that shit is just a mirage um, to, to shield what really happened or what's really happening. This has been another episode of the Six Feet Under podcast. I am your five foot nine host with sophisticated ignorance, Uncle Poochie. And like always, ladies and gentlemen, please, please, please 
allow the peace within you to kill the evil that's trying to come out of you. And until next time, y'all, I'm out.